wanted to bring up um, this interesting report that came out not too long ago. I'm not sure if you've heard about it. Um, but basically, Business Insider reported a pervasive culture of racism at Bon Appetit. You know, it describes it as a toxic workplace in which people of color are regularly sidelined, paid less, and tokenized. Yeah. I'm not sure if you've heard about that. You've read about it. You've seen... Look, I'm going to tell you I haven't read the specific article, but but I can say to you that if you name an American workplace, it is more likely to be that case where people of color are marginalized, tokenized, and treated like shit and underpaid than the other way around. Like the 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 I feel like if you if you're trying to make a short list of companies make a list of ethical companies because cap like American capitalism was literally built on slavery. America does not have the money that America has without cotton and sugar. And where was that coming from? That was coming directly from enslaved people who who were being exploited and robbed and tortured. And like it's like this entire system, the reason that racism is so pervasive is because America is a nation of white people who came and committed genocide against Native Americans and enslaved black people. Like, it is, it is a country of white people that, that set up a racist system through their insistent violence against other people. They had to invent the concept of race in order to set up a hierarchy where they were on top and everybody else was on the bottom and they set... The, th the thing that kills me about racism is, like, how, how fucking smart the system is. Like, you set up a system where it, it functions by skin tone, and so the darker people are treated worse than the lighter-skinned people, and, and that gives lighter-skinned people incentive to reinforce your shitty system that they're suffering from, too. Without them you know knowing or not. Like? Right, right. Yeah. Because they see, oh, at least I don't have it as bad as this person. At least I don't have it as bad as this group. And it's just like, indigenous and black people need to get reparations like ASAP. Like, like three fucking centuries ago. It, it's the entire country, anything that has to do with money in the United States can be tied back to slavery. Point blank, period. No questions asked. Like, it's like, y'all, 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 they... They, they did it. They, it was the Europeans coming over here and, and killing Native Americans and enslaving black people that made all the money that America has. So the, the system was built on racism. So there's and no even, way even till today, when you see like how lower class citizens are not necessarily treated, but how the benefits that they're offered and the incentives that they, they're given for just working or just they're sad it's 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 just well very... right because you can't even get like a fucking living wage in most places in this country precisely and then <laughs> right the fact that you know the black community is constantly pushed down along with other minorities you know they 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 give you less opportunities in terms of education they give you less opportunities in terms of work and then right. on top of the fact that they give you less opportunities they oppress you they well you know you know in america if you are a white man 
who has been to prison, you are more likely to get hired than a black man who has not been to prison. Do you realize how insane that is? Like, <laughs> it the whole system just kind of needs to be well, like burnt down. So piggybacking on that, going back to the report, look, basically what it says is like sources described a workplace yeah. that treats people of color as second yeah. class to white employees denying equal opportunities to non-white employees excluding them from clicks at the magazine and consi mm -hmm. consistently mm -hmm. failing to adequately tell diverse stories yeah it's crazy you know and it, it's 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 a living proof of how different systems within the u.s works so my question yeah. to you is Obviously, Bon Appetit is a it's a staple within the food and beverage industry. It's a staple in the hospitality industry. You know, yeah. they're they're looked upon as you know a credible source. Right. Yes, they're underneath the umbrella of Condé Nast, but still, they're editor in chief. <laughs> oh, Condé Nast. Um, their editor in chief was basically responsible for setting up the culture, whether it was there before or not. You know, when you're the top head, it's your responsibility to establish a culture that's you know, offers equal opportunities towards creatives, artists, regardless of the medium, right. towards hardworking individuals to showcase not only the best that you have within your, your publishing company, but also like, you know, showcase the diversity of stories within food and beverage. And right. so even though you haven't read the article fully, understanding that it's a typical, you know, obviously contaminated and toxic environment, What's your take on the brand moving forward and how does it influence you as a reader or a fan of their content moving forward? Is this, you know, are, since the editor-in-chief stepped down as, as well as a number of the individuals have been stepping down from their positions within the publication, do you see yourself maybe looking at them with a different perspective now or maybe giving them the opportunity or the benefit of the doubt that you're going to see more diversity within the workplace, more diversity in the stories? And the video content that they're going to release moving forward. Uh, I think I think that with with this conversation, I fall on the wait and see column. Like I'm like, great, you say what you say, you said what you said. Now show me that happening. Show me, show me people of color on your board. Show me people of color on your editorial staff, show me, right, like, black people in places of power curating the stories that, that you're telling, and then, and then, but then also, like, don't have it be black people who buy into your white vision, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like, show, show me the diverse content, and when I see it, I, I will be more than happy to give anybody a second chance. But I think a lot of companies and corporations are in this place right now where they're getting caught in, in their culture, you know? Mm-hmm, of course. Because everyone, because everyone is speaking out right now. Everyone is speaking out right now. And so these companies are making these, these, uh, like... Just, it's like promises. fake. I, I, I don't like want to say fake, fake, but there, it's like... Um, Right, I was trying to like talk around the word fake. So you know what? I'm just gonna fucking call it fake because they're not transparent. Fake. They're not. They they're... they say, oh, Black Lives Matter. We care about black people. We gave six dollars to a bail fund, and it's like, okay, you make 
eight billion dollars like first of all what kind of fucking investment is that secondly like did you hear about starbucks what happened what did they do starbucks was all black lives matter on their social media and then it came out that they weren't allowing their staff to wear anything that said black lives oh matter. i actually i didn't read the previous post but i read the new one that states that starbucks is now allowing employees to wear black lives matter um clothing and you know stuff of that nature to promote the movement that's interesting because the last thing that i had heard was that they sent out these shirts <laughs> Okay, so basically, once they got, once they were like called out for not allowing their employees to wear Black Lives Matter in the store, like while they're working, they sent out shirts to all of their, um, all the people that worked in their stores that they claimed were Black Lives Matter aligned. But what the shirts said was, keep it brewing. Wow. <laughs> like, it's the thing. It's these like surface level. I mean, it's a play. It's a play on words with their concept and their business. Yeah, you know, but why try to well, steer the, the focus? Like, it's not. It's not associated to Black Lives Matter in any way. Like it's like if you were to say like, there's so there's that's the thing. There's so many things that you could say on a freaking T-shirt for your fucking multinational global corporation that actually support the movement you know it was like they sent out these t-shirts as what like uh like uh thanks for not quitting you know what i mean but this is this is why i say i'm waiting to see the changes because to me there are there are companies who are doing it right you know there are black owned businesses and <laughs> it is actually like i think it's so unfortunate that like it has to be a black owned business to to be working right you know but that's basically the point that we're at in I mean, our culture like if it's if it's a black owned business it's so likely that it's run ethically and that it's like mission and purpose are like aligned with justice you know then like if it's a if white owned or whatever else owned it's like oh y'all are just going to treat everybody like shit I think I mean but that's the thing is like how do we how do we build a culture how do we build a culture where people don't think that way about other people like it's so ridiculous to me that you would just cuz it it's like expected you know like I've been in places where the white people gang up you know what I mean like oh my god have I been in spaces where the white people gang up the white people always gang up and and you're just there like, oh, any, is anybody else here, or am I the only one this time? I mean, you know basically, what, I mean? what you're asking is like, if you're gonna support, regardless of what community you're supporting, whether it's the gay community or whether it's a Black Lives Movement community or both, then show up. Don't just say it. Show up. Be you know, bring initiatives, bring solutions. Right. Don't right. just mention that you support us. Like, great, congratulations, you support me. Right, what, because, like, I mean, the thing, I think that the thing is, like, there was a time where that was enough. You know what I mean? But it's there not enough anymore. It's not. There was a time when we didn't have enough power to say, that's not enough, and fuck you. But but now, we can. Because, because we have that power, and it's like, 
they are realizing that, which is why everything has felt so surface level, is because they aren't fully at the point where they're like, oh, we have to really make a real shift in the way that we work. Like, because for these places, it's always been, oh, black people are upset, so make a statement and call it a day, you know? Where now it's like, no, no, everyone's upset because black people are fucking dying. Everyone's upset. It's like they don't have a choice but to do something I mean, about the it. fact is that here's the reality of the situation. A lot of these companies, if they're not active, actively participating to help and, you know, right the ship, they're basically putting a statement out there so you don't boycott their company. So you don't say like... That's- that oh, exactly they're with us. Is. So let's keep shopping or let's keep investing money or let's keep whatever it is business that they do. Let's keep doing that. And no, you know, you, you have to not only showcase that you're with us, you have to showcase an initiative. What are you, what are you doing? What are you providing? What like we're not saying that you should go out of your way in terms of your business, but that your business should showcase some sort of help that people can kind of like jump on to kind of like, you know, be part of it, be part of the movement. I mean, um, I think, I think the thing is like, if, if, well, cause like, okay, so I have just started to get into, um, boycotts, um, like with specifically like black lives matter stuff. But, like, I've been doing, like, gay boycotts, you know, since I was, like, two. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, I don't eat at Chick-fil-A. Why? Because my money is going to go against me. You know what I mean? I can choose to make my own chicken. I can choose to eat somewhere else. Actually, Taco Bell, one of my faves, just um, supported Trump. So that's, uh, whoo, been child. <laughs> Sorry for that black bean burrito, man. It's been so difficult the last couple of weeks. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like for these companies, like th- there are people who are not going to give them their money until until they get serious about actually fixing the harm that they have done and fixing the system that they have benefited off of. And that's what makes it so hard is that this system does benefit those people. Like the people who are running these companies are not the people who are who are struggling under these systems. You know what I mean? Like their incentive structure is fully financial. So you have to take the money from them for them to actually like do you know how much it takes to change a person? You know what I mean? Like I understand. The, the and it's it's not just one person. And so you hope that these people are are listening and are having conversations with people involved in the fight for justice. But if if they're not, then you end up getting the thing like in Starbucks, like like uh we made a shirt. <laughs> so so what do we do in terms of like so like entertainment companies? And when I'm talking about when I'm talking about entertainment companies, I'm talking about magazine publications, yeah. newspapers, Hollywood. Theater. Well, you know, Condé Nast is e- like, is, 
in general, just really bad to their employees. Oh, I mean... And then on top of that, specifically bad to the brown and black ones. So, to your point, how do... Just as important as being part of the movement and showcasing an initiative and showcasing that you care were more than just a post, just as important is the culture within a company. And the disparities within salaries and pays and like opportunities and promotions and you know just being able to give these people whether they're black or minorities a platform for them to showcase their abilities whether it's through writing whether it's through video whether it's through storytelling or any creative content that they can create or any business solutions and that may bring to the table that might make you a better company this right. needs to happen it needs to happen yesterday right. and the fact that <laughs> right. it's taking the black lives movement it's the fact that it's taking a pandemic to allow the opportunity for the black lives movement to take center stage so then eventually the pressure puts a spotlight on every toxic environment that's out there and right. puts a spotlight out there and then now you're being the current's open you're being revealed and now it's like now you're doing a culture change and mm -hmm. or now you're willing to talk about doing a culture change but that's just willing because to talk about it's the bare minimum you know and the, the only reason you're willing to talk about it is because you're sh fucking scared you're shit scared less that your company's gonna go under right basically yes that you're gonna lose readers that you're gonna lose mm -hmm. buyers you're gonna lose so many things just because i mean I don't know. It just, it just. Sorry, it just gets me upset because I don't understand. Like, you know, you. you if you want to be real, then let's say you're the editor in chief of Bon Appetit, regardless of what happened. I'm hypothetically speaking, as an editor in chief, the head, you want to make sure that you're showcasing the best that you can offer towards you know your publication. Like, I'm giving the audience. The best, right. the best that we could do, the best that we physically could do as a team. And the reality is that that's not true. You're not giving the best because you're limiting people's opportunities to showcase their content or showcase their ideas, which is either better than the ones you're already putting out there or might lead to better opportunities for you as a whole. And the fact that right. you're limiting those opportunities then limits you and your growth as a company. So well, there's no also, I mean, there's also like, it's just another part of the system is that is that we non-white people are seen as less competent or as less intelligent, and it's not something that that is is thought always necessarily consciously. You know what I mean? But that's like. That's part of the way that, that, that the whole system of white supremacy works is I work at your at Bon Appetit, right? And I am one Dominican person. There's maybe, you know, two or three black people and one Asian. And it's like then there's like 35 white people. <laughs> and and of course, whatever whatever we think y'all are not going to see it as as valuable because we don't come from the same oh my goodness it's like it's like we don't come from the same place i was watching this um on the view they 
had Spike Lee on there. They were interviewing him, right? And he starts singing this song from a TV show. I don't know the TV show, right? But but I know that there is a white culture and a black culture. And it was, like, so clear because all of the people who were black, which was everybody except for this one lady, was, like, dancing along and singing along. And she was like, I don't know what it, I don't know this TV show. They were like, you're too young. But it was like, it was like, nah, too young. <laughs> It's, there's like such such a cultural difference in the way that people are brought up, so that you you have things in common with somebody who looks like you, like that's the way the system works. So then, when you see people who are so different from you, misunderstanding, I think that the work of like where the where the white supremacist system interacts with psychology is like when you don't understand something, you are either afraid of it or you judge it. You know what I mean? Instead of the work is to say, oh, I don't understand you, so let me try to, you know? Let me get to Google know you. Let me see things resource. from your perspective. Right. Google is a free resource. Black people, people of color, trans people, queer people. You know what's also a free resource? Conversations. YouTube? Conversation. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm like, don't talk to anybody. No, like seriously, like, look, you want to get to know somebody and you want to... Do you want to get to know their culture? Sit down with yeah. them. Have a chat. That's right, all you really have right. to do. Get to know them. Get to know the right. individual and their story. Because the individual right. and their story is not necessarily reflective on their culture. It's reflected on their story as an individual and their family's background. Right. Regardless and of the culture. Right, them as like a person. Exactly. As opposed to want to generalize that all black people are like this. Or all Latin people are like this. Or all Asian people are like this. No. Like... You try to understand, like a lot of these minorities have been, you know, in the States or their families have been in the States for generations. And yeah. just because you see some physical, you know, details within like, oh, he's Asian. He probably doesn't, you know, or he's black or she's black or he's Latin. Like they automatically assume that you're less knowledgeable, that you have less capacity or that you just don't right. understand. Right. Right, right. When, I mean, but the, and the, the thing that is so crazy about that line of thinking is that the way that the world works is that we all see different worlds and, like, the people who, what am I saying? The people that, who see, who see the most struggle see the most world, you know what I mean? Like, the people who think that we all are less than them actually have less of a capacity because they don't there's stuff that they don't have to see that they don't have to deal with and so we're over here with whatever like compounded brilliance that is treated like it's less than because it is less than at the hands of something that that they don't have to see of course because like my perspective of reality is different than your perspective of reality, even though we're living the same reality. Right, right, right. And if you were, and if you were a pasty white man from a rich family, your perspective of reality would be, oh, I can do whatever I want and I'll be fine. So instantly you don't have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about being okay you don't have to worry about your survival you don't have to worry about 
what people on the street think about you. Like, it's like all of these things make a world where you can be blind to so many things. I mean, and everybody else has to see it. Not everybody is blind, but the system, the but, the, but, the, but the system allows you to mm-hmm. be okay to be blind or pretend to be blind. Exactly. Because exactly. the reality is that there's a lot of white people who are empathetic towards yeah, who minorities, towards yeah. climate change, towards the gay community, and they understand and they feel and they support the movement and they support equal rights and they want to like see a better world. But we've been we've been taught as a society that if you want to achieve your goals and your dreams and you want to make it through your day to day that you have to turn the other cheek. You have to turn a blind eye. You have to but be selfish. Know, and that's not necessarily true. Issue, I think the issue is like even within whiteness, the people who tend to be in it, the people who tend to understand and care are the white people who have less privileges. You know what I mean? Like the people who are in power are the people who need to be convinced that things need to change. Because the people who are in power are the people who have been keeping this system running. You and know they're the I mean? ones who can influence it directly. Right, 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 right. The, those of us who don't have power are like on the streets yelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that is that is all we can fucking do. I mean, but that's, that is it's our not, power though. But... Collective Collectiveness right. is our power. Being able to come right. together as right. ones. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing that I feel people tend to forget. And I always remind myself... And I'll bring it up every so often in conversation. These are public servants. They work for us, not the other way around. They're you supposed know? to be. Well, that's that's my point. Like, we put you in office. You right. don't go up there and just, like, you know what? I'm just going to sit here and just going to do this job. No, motherfucker. You yeah. use tax dollars, payers dollars to be able to, you know, go about your job. So we pay your salary. We right. got you elected, or at least some of us got you elected. Uh, right. Some you know? of us. <laughs> so it's well, one of those okay. things where but once, I... But once you, once you enter, once you enter um, elections into the conversation, it just shifts completely. <laughs> oh, I, I don't want to go into election, although, yes, elections are important, and I do... I mean, even I, though I, it's... Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's another. It's another dimension of the same system. Like, it's... The problems in voting are the same as the problems in Bon Appetit, are the same as the problems in the street with police officers, you know? Like, it's... The system is everywhere. That's what makes it so hard to, like, uproot, is, like, even, like, within yourself. Like, there are things that nobody's perfect, you know? We all grew up in this system. So you always have to question and like hold yourself accountable and let other people hold you accountable when that needs to happen. You know what I mean? Most definitely. But it's like even people who's like who like their heart is in the right place. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not part of the problem, you know, because there are times where you like there are times that I have seen people being harassed and I haven't said anything. She came up to me, she looked very disturbed, and she said, um, is there a way that I can talk to a manager? I feel like my waitress was really, like, kind of harassing us about how much we were going to tip her. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, here's this comment card, like, I'm so sorry this happened to you, whatever, right? 
she gives me the comment card. And basically it was like, I felt like this woman was being racist because she like kept harassing us about the tips. Mm. Do you know that I gave it to the manager who is a white, a white queer person and the manager went to the waitress and they talked about it. Mind you, I followed the manager because I wanted to see what the fuck they were going to say. The girl just goes, oh, no, I wasn't, I didn't do that. So the manager threw away the comment card. Like, this is also a person who I have seen, like, posting on their social media about, like, Black Lives Matter. I didn't call them out on that. I, I registered in my mind at that moment, this is wrong. This should not be happening. Because somebody felt like, because somebody felt like this was happening and explained it in a way that it sounds like it was happening and it was just thrown away like you keep all the comment cards from the fucking suburban white moms you know what i mean but but this comment card you ripped up and threw away so that this waitress wouldn't get in trouble it's fucked up because if i'm telling you as an individual that i feel i'm being attacked in race for racist matters then I'm being attacked because I'm the one who's feeling it. I'm the one right. receiving exactly. the attack. So you cannot tell me that you were not doing it. Maybe you didn't notice that you were doing it, but you were definitely right. doing it. Right. And and so, but that's the thing is like, as far as like holding ourselves accountable, that's something that I feel guilty for because that was a moment where I could have spoken up and said, I believe that what you are doing right now is wrong for A through Z reason. You know, and I don't think that the like, I think that that manager, if I had approached them and said that, I think the manager would have understood and been like, you know what, you're right. And like done something more. But it's it's we all become complacent in in the system because the system is built around our complacency. We have to break the barrier. We have to kind of like we have to check ourselves because we right, right. You and I, we can both be part of the solution, but we can very well be as much part of the problem as well. Right. And, well, that's the only thing, because we as humans don't function in black and white. Everything is in shades of gray. Everything is on a spectrum. Like, you can be part of the solution and part of the problem as well. You know what I mean? Like, that's what, that's like the daily work, is to, is to get to a place where you are more solution than problem. You know, for sure. Like with that, it's just that's just the mantra that we have to have in our mind moving forward that we have to do better as individuals. Like, yes, accept our faults, but also be like, all right, look, I am supportive, but I also have to like just reevaluate myself. And where where are the where am I slipping? What am I doing in my day to day? What are my daily habits that contribute to the problems and try to do better? And just try to do better. That's, that's, you know, and change. That's basically what we have to do. It's, if you do care, this is what you have to do. Right. Well, and, and then there's, and then there's the whole, like, getting people to care. This is something I struggle with because I'm, I'm a yeller. You know, I'm a yeller. I'm a... You're Latino. You're passionate. Oh, I'm a, oh, you think this way while you're wrong. I mean, those. Guys, so, I'm the same way. I'm. I. I. I get a little bit caught up with emotion when yes, I'm passionate yes, about a subject, uh, or when I'm like very strong opinion mm-hmm, come out. Mm-hmm. I, I. I want you. Like I feel like I want my voice to just kind of like just 
ransacked through your brain. And just Well, that's... I think the thing is, like, to me, if you're a person who does not believe that black people deserve to live, right? That black people deserve to be able to drive home whenever they want to and, like, exist as people in society without fearing getting fucking killed by a fucking cop, then, like, to me, like, you're not a decent person. Like, to me, there's just, like, something that, like, is, like, you are irredeemable. If you believe that trans people deserve to be murdered for being trans or that anyone deserves to be hurt for being who they are, it's, like... I don't I don't see I don't see where you're like a person with empathy or like a human being with a soul. You know what I mean? Like it's like to me that is a person who's completely lost. The issue is that those are the people who need to be convinced. Those are the people who need to be like worked on. And so like it's like what how that's my struggle right now is how to work on people who don't care because I don't understand not caring. You know what I mean? Like, everybody has seen all of the images over however long it has happened. You know what I mean? And no, it's exactly. like, this this has been like this. This has been like this for 400 years. For, for people to just not care? For people to be like, oh, the target was broken. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fu- like, it, it's frustrating because I feel like, especially as, like, white-passing Latinx people, like, I feel like that's part of our responsibility is to be like, hey, people. <laughs> We're minorities you know? ourselves. Like, we, we understand. We, we sympathize and we empathize with everything that's happening because yeah. it, it, could be, it could very well be us. You know, it's, right. So, it's right. you know, plus it's, it's – look, let's be honest. I mean, we, it kind of – Go ahead. No, 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 you go ahead. We we have to find a way to express ourselves and work on being part of the solution in however way we see fit for ourselves. Maybe right. understanding how to be part of it is a struggle for you or for me or for anybody else who might have their own reasons, but... There's definitely, there's definitely ways to being involved, and I, I definitely look forward to being able to find ways to being more vocal, and definitely putting my fingerprints on a lot more to be able to put solutions out there for people of minorities. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, that's the whole, that's the goal. That's, you know, that's why we do art. <laughs> Most definitely, and you know what? His, his to art is out there. Um, that's it's been a it's that's been it's been an intense conversation and i i just want to like light it up in a little bit because i want to coming down coming to the end of the show and i want to talk to you about about something that i think could be a little bit i don't know happy okay okay so basically i wanted to talk to you i wanted to ask you what's your favorite meal what's your favorite dish um, I wanted to talk to you about it in the sense of tell me what is it, who cooks it, is it your grandmother, is it your mom, is it like a local restaurant, is it that one place that you went to when you were 12 and you never forgot about it? Like tell me the details like in terms of like what's in it, what is it? Oh wow, you t- <laughs> listen, 
I mean, I'm about to be exposed right now as real basic. <laughs> oh, it's all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, listen, my favorite, favorite, favorite meal. It was how old was I? How old was I? I don't even remember. The but first time you had it. We were, we were, yeah, yeah. We were visiting the. Well, no, it's just like I remember this specific night as like the first time that like I loved my culinary experience that I was like holy shit like this food was so good and it was such a basic dish so we were in DR we were in DR this was after we had moved away though so I so want to say teenager? maybe like I think I was like maybe like 11 or 12 wow but I also don't think I went to DR when I was 11 or 12 so I don't know I don't know but I was a kid like I was young I was young um Maybe nine, whatever. Uh, we went to this place called Adrián Tropical. And I think it was like after church or something. So we were like dressed up for some reason. Probably a Sunday. When I tell you. Huh? Probably a Sunday. I got, right. I got myself some some grilled chicken breast. Some grilled chicken breast with rice and beans. And girl, when I tell you. <laughs> it was so, so good. I don't think. I don't think I had ever, like, realized that you could, like, make chicken taste like that. Mm. Like, I don't know if it was something in the seasoning. It didn't, it didn't, it didn't come with, like, a sauce or anything, you know? It was just, like, a fucking giant piece of chicken breast on a plate with a side of rice and beans. That <laughs> sounds like every Puerto Rican meal, but... I, I eat that every day. I also eat that every day. Like, pretty much that's what I make for dinner for myself every day. But the crazy thing is that even though rice and beans and chicken seems so simple and looks so... I don't want to use the word generic, but... Say you know, it. Just say it. No, like, I mean, come on. I mean, it's it's one of those things that, it's to me, it's comfort food. Yeah, yeah. Right, because that's, cause that's, cause that's what your mom made every day. But more than that, it's like, I could also understand, like, you know, like, we, as basic as the dish may be, there's always going to be that one place or those few places that make it in such a way that, wow, it just stays with you forever. Right, right. Well, you know, I've been back there since. I've been back there since, like, as an adult. And? And while I will say that it is good... I will say that how I remember it is not as good as it is. Maybe the recipe change? Maybe the chef change? I mean, most likely. It's been, you know, many years. Maybe back then it was organic chickens? Ah! You know, everything in DR is organic. <laughs> I feel We're a poor country, so they grow. You know, every okay, the thing about DR that's crazy is like, in DR, everything is expensive because everything is imported, except for food. Because the food is grown there, it is so cheap. It is so cheap. I'm just like, and it's real, like natural, real food. It's good. Which I think is so beautiful. Flavorful. Oh, yes. So, yes. It's okay. It's okay. I'll, I'll cook some rice and beans and chicken. I'll post it on my Instagram page and uh, I'll tell you all about it. Yes, I'll send you a picture of the one that I make today. Please do. I like, don't know how to make, I don't know how to make beans. Like, really? So, you know, my cooking journey has been stunted. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, 
I can I can do I can do a peanut butter sandwich, and I can do I can barely do rice. The thing with rice is like, look, every stove does it differently. Is has been my experience of rice. Like, you don't learn to cook rice. You learn to cook rice on a certain stove. You know. I mean. I love rice cookers. I'm not gonna lie. I like the fact that oh, I can just. Oh, you use rice no, cookers. No, 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 no. Well, I do. Yes, guilty. I do use rice cookers, but I do know how to. I mean, look. I'm not gonna lie. I got my good days and I have my bad days with with rice. I mean, there's days that I'll cook it on the stove, and it it just turns out great. And I'm like, perfect. I I got it. I finally got it. And then there's days where I'm like, just brought back to reality and like, no, I don't got it. Not yet. <laughs> Right. You know, and then I see my grandmother right. or I see any one of my friends that grew up like, you know, kind of like cherishing that, you know, Puerto Rican cuisine and the local, you know, food aspects of like just, you know, day to day. And I'm like, shit, how, how do I not know how to just consistently make rice and beans in a good way? Like there's like I said earlier, there's great days and there's days that I'm like, I should have just no. I shouldn't have done this. Right, 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 right. Where, right, right. Well, you know, with the chicken, I just, I just learned how to really cook chicken. Like, well, we'll say chicken breast specifically. I mean, I've, you know, I've made recipes in the past and they've tasted fine. But like for the first time the other day, I like made my rice and beans and chicken and I just made it without setting any timers. I was just in communion with the food you know, and I seasoned that shit perfect. I don't know. I seasoned it the same way I've been seasoning, but there was something about that day that was just like, oh, this is juicy and delicious. You know? Mm. Or it's like seasoned to like, it feels a little spicy. It feels a little spicy, but it's the juice. Oh, oh my goodness. I love that. I love the fact that that's that all happened. I like, it's... It's perfect. The fact that you are able to experiment with chicken and just kind of like get them. <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things. I just, I, it, it makes me happy to hear about it. Yeah, well, you know, I'm learning slowly but surely. Yo, so uh, I'm going to take this opportunity to kind of like say my goodbyes within the podcast. Uh, I just wanted to like, if you wanted to tell the audience wherever they can, you know, reach out to you, maybe your Instagram handle. Oh yes, on the internet I am at it's Miggy Andres. That's I T S M I G G Y A N D R E S. Perfect. So if anybody wants to like you know DM me or catch up on you and just kind of follow you, that's your handle right there on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, me up. I love I love talking like anti anti anything. <laughs> You're like that's my oh. that's my thing. <laughs> yes, I'm also I'm a writer and and and. I write stuff that is going to be published probably soon. Oh, more than likely. Definitely will. Um, And if you guys want to, you know, follow through, definitely follow him. If you guys want to hear a little bit more about me and the episodes within Tips Not Included, please be sure to follow Spotify, Acast, and wherever podcasts are available. If you want to follow us on Instagram, uh, shoot us a DM or anything. It's underscore past assault. Uh, Feel free to follow me, DM me, uh, and just... I don't know. Thank you for tuning in.